0: In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, I welcome you to the First Baptist Church of Oregon City worship podcast for Sunday, June the 14th, 2020. We have suspended in-person worship services for the month of June due to wanting to limit the spread of this awful virus that is ravaging our state, our nation, and our world. We do this out of love of neighbor and out of love for the body of Christ. And so we have this worship podcast, and we realize that it is not ideal. We realize that there is still the face-to-face element that we all so desire, but we pray that through the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of our living God, that we would be able to sense each other's presence as we worship, that we would be aware of the presence of Christ as we worship, and that we would be filled with love for each other and led to pray for our world. The COVID response team is a group of leaders from our church that are meeting to keep track of this, and they are currently working on plans for reopening safely, uh, we don't have a timetable, but we are making plans uh, for whenever we do have a timetable. I want to leave, give you two notes about upcoming, current and upcoming podcasts in addition to this one. Melissa Mellinger, our Director of Worship and Youth, uh, along with Larry Crownover, uh, one of our church vocalists, has released a monthly music podcast. It was released yesterday, the 13th of June. And it has nine songs, and you can listen to them all in one go, or you can listen to them a couple of, week, a couple of songs per week uh, to keep you going through the week. And uh, we're going to do that once a month just because music is something that uh, speaks to our souls sometimes in a way uh, that a guy in a flannel shirt uh, cannot speak to us. And so, uh, look for that. It is in the regular uh, podcast uh, stream that will will show up if you subscribe on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Anchor, or any of the other reputable podcast services. And coming this Thursday, the 18th of June, we are going to have a Prayer for Our Country podcast. Uh, Usually on the second Sunday of the month, we take time in Sunday morning worship to pray for our country. The Bible tells us to pray for our leaders, to pray for our uh, country, and that's exactly what we do. Uh, We pause for that, and so instead of adding it on to the regular worship podcast, we've done some separate podcasts for that purpose, uh, and that will be out the morning of the 18th of June, this coming Thursday. We hope and pray that you and your family are safe, We want you to know that we love you Uh, we love you in the love of our lord jesus christ uh, a love that does not easily fade away that never fades away and grows every day
1: you are not alone if you are lonely when you feel afraid you're not It's all you've got to lean on, but thank God it's all you need And all the people said, Amen Whoa, and all the people said, Amen Give thanks to the Lord, for His love never ends And all the people said, Amen If you're rich or poor, well, it don't matter Weak or strong, you know, love is what we're after We're all broken, but we're all in this together God knows we stumble and fall And the pure in heart, blessed are the people hungry for another start, for theirs is the kingdom, the kingdom of God.
2: Let's bow our heads in prayer. Dear Father, we bow before you to give you worship and praise. Lord, we recognize that you are Lord of the universe. You are the creator of all. We also recognize that you have everything in control and yes there's much strife in our world today and especially in our own country and sometimes lord when we sit down and we watch the news we get angry but lord let us have a heart that jesus had when he was here on earth he would address injustice he would also condemn violence But yet through it all, he would love people. Let that be the message of our hearts that we in turn realize that when Jesus died on the cross, he he died for all of us. So while we are here on this earth, let us show love to those around us. And yes, we are looking forward to A kingdom with you forever if we know you as our Lord and Savior. But in the meantime, we are commanded to take your word to those who need to hear it. So let us do that, Lord. Do that with love. Not only to just talk about love, but to show love in action. Lord, we have many prayer requests. We have people in our congregation who are not well. We have those who are lonely. We have people that may be out of work and are kind of wondering how they're gonna make ends meet. And Lord, there are many other requests. And I lay them before you because you have a plan in place for all of them. And I ask that you keep our faith strong and that we would look to you and we would partner with the Holy Spirit and we would follow the leading that he has for each and every one of us. Lord, I pray for our young church. They have many requests too. There are a couple who have graduated from high school. They're looking at a future which is uncertain as to what they should do. And Lord, I ask that they would turn to you and they would put that into your hands. And you will guide and direct them in what their course of action should be. Lord, I pray for this church, and I pray for the mission that you have for us. And Lord, I ask that we partner with the Holy Spirit as we do what you have in mind for us to do. And Lord, I thank you for all that you've done for us. I thank you for our pastor. Be with him today as he brings the message, uh, his message of hope and encouragement in this world that's gone crazy at the moment. And, Lord, I add, pray for those who are, are acquaintances and we have concern for. And there could be family relatives. They could be friends. And I ask that you would be with them in whatever the needs are and that you have a plan for them and that they put their faith and trust in you as they go through whatever difficulty it is. And Lord, I thank you for this podcast. And I ask as it's going over the electronic waves that everyone who listens to it will be blessed by it. And that we open our hearts and we open our ears and we receive the words that are meant for us. In your precious name I pray, amen.
0: comes from the book of Joel, chapter 2, verses 28 and 29. Then, after doing all those things, I will pour out my spirit upon all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy, your old men will dream dreams, and your young men will see visions. In those days I will pour out my spirit, even on servants, men and women alike. Our scripture for this morning comes from the book of Acts, chapter 2, verses 14 through 36, and we'll be reading from the New Living Translation. Then Peter stepped forward with the 11 other apostles and shouted to the crowd, listen carefully, all of you, fellow Jews and residents of Jerusalem, make no mistake about this, these people are not drunk, as some of you are assuming. Nine o'clock in the morning is much too early for that. No, what you see was predicted long ago by the prophet Joel. In the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit upon all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy, your young men will see visions, and your old men will dream dreams. In those days, I will pour out my spirit, even on my servants People of Israel, listen. God publicly endorsed Jesus the Nazarene by doing powerful miracles, wonders, and signs through him, as you well know. But God knew what would happen, and his prearranged plan was carried out when Jesus was betrayed. With the help of lawless Gentiles, you nailed him to a cross and killed him. But God released him from the horrors of death and raised him back to life. For death could not keep him in its grip. King, De- King David said this about him. I see that the Lord is always with me. I will not be shaken, for he is right beside me. No wonder my heart is glad, and my tongue shouts his praises. My body rests in hope. For you will not leave my soul among the dead, or allow your Holy One to rot in the grave. You have shown me the way of life, and you will fill me with the joy of your presence. Dear brothers, think about this. You can be sure that the patriarch David wasn't referring to himself, for he died and was buried, and his tomb is still here among us. But he was a prophet, and he knew God had promised with an oath that one of David's own descendants would sit on his throne. David was looking into the future and speaking of the Messiah's resurrection. He was saying that God would not leave him among the dead or allow his body to rot in the grave. God raised Jesus from the dead, and we are all witnesses of this. Now he is exalted to the place of highest honor in heaven, at God's right hand, and the Father, as he had promised, gave him the Holy Spirit to pour out upon us, just as you see and hear today. For David himself never ascended into heaven, yet he said, "The Lord said to my Lord, Sit in the place of honor at my right hand, and I until I humble your enemies." making them a footstool under your feet. So let everyone in Israel know for certain that God had made, has made this Jesus, whom you crucified, to be both Lord and Messiah. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. You are here. It's three little words, but it helps us to know where we are. We look for these little words when we're lost, uh, whether it's in a, a shopping mall and we wander over to the big lit up board that has all of the lists, because you walked in just to buy a new flannel shirt, and now you're standing outside the, flan- the candle store, and you don't know whether you're, you should go left or right or upstairs or downstairs, or if it's one of the places outside, and you just want to know where you are. And so you look for that yellow sticker. I always imagine it as a yellow sticker. It doesn't have to be yellow. It could be orange, green. But it says, you are here. Or maybe you're taking public transportation and you need to know what stop you're on. And so you, you look around for for the sign that says, the next stop is, the little neon thing, the, the LED display or whatever it is, so that you know what's coming up next. You are here. One time, Katie and I were very lost in a downtown area, and it was pouring the rain. And I, being, well, who I am, was very certain I knew where I was. And I was very certain that I knew where I was going. And Katie was very certain that I had no idea where I was going. And so she said, maybe we should look at this map on this uh, bus station. And sure enough, we look. And in the driving rain, we were a good mile away from where we were still trying to go. Because of the little sign that said, You are here. We read this passage, and we're still talking about Pentecost. uh, Two Sundays later, Pentecost was May 31st, the last Sunday in May, and this is the second Sunday of June, so three Sundays later. And it's still a passage that we're working through, because it's so important to understand where we are as a church, where we are as God's people. And Peter's sermon does for us today what it did for the people then. It does for us right now what it did for the original hearers in Jerusalem. It's an orienting point, it's a mark, it's a sign that we know where we are and we know where we're going if we choose to follow. It's a little yellow dot that says, you are here. Peter's sermon orients us towards living as God's people. You are here after the Pentecost moment. All of the disciples and, and other people who, uh, who, were, who had been followers of Jesus were gathered in the upper room and the Holy Spirit rushes in with wind from heaven and appears as fire and alights on all of the disciples, and they begin praising God in all sorts of different languages of the people who are on the street below, and some people think, oh my goodness, you know this is, this is amazing that, that God's praises are being proclaimed in, in our own native tongue, and other people said they've been into the new wine, and... People were divided. And we are in the wake, at the beginning of this passage, of that Pentecost moment. You are here at the moment that something big is happening. Peter, who, if you had read the Gospels, Peter is not exactly the, like, the all-star of the disciples team. He, Jesus says, Peter, you're the rock on which I will build my church because Peter is the first one to boldly pro- proclaim, you are the Messiah. And that was no small thing for a nice young Jewish boy like Peter to declare. That was a big statement that Peter made. But in the very next breath, Jesus says, well, this is, if I'm the Messiah, this is what has to happen to me. And Peter says, I will never let that happen, Lord. And Jesus says, well, guess what, Peter, I've got bad news for you. He even says, get behind me, Satan. I'm not going to let you, Peter, stand in the way of my mission. And that wouldn't be the only time that Peter would fail. Peter would deny Jesus three times at the hour Jesus most needed someone, anyone on his side. After declaring that he would go with Jesus to death, Peter cowered in the shadows Peter didn't believe the women when they came from Jesus' tomb proclaiming that Jesus was alive and they had seen him. He had to go see for himself. But now we are here at the moment something big is happening because Peter has now stepped out with the other disciples. And there's 12 of them. Just as there were 12 tribes of Israel, and the new Israel is going to address the Israel that knows an older way, and the new Israel is going to talk about who Jesus is and what Jesus is doing, and is going to put Jesus in Jesus' proper context, The people below are trying to understand. They've seen and heard this miraculous thing happen, but they need to know what to do with it. And it's at this moment that Peter's proclamation begins. And we remember in this moment that Peter may have been the one doing the speaking, But he doesn't stand alone. Now that's great encouragement to me as a preacher. Because when I am standing up front proclaiming God's word, I don't do it by myself. I do it on the shoulders of people that I have learned from who have studied God's word and have imparted it to me. Whether by personal conversation or by writing their learnings down in books. And I I stand with the other ministers who are in my family, people like my Uncle David, who have boldly proclaimed God's word as an example for me to see. But when we as followers of Jesus approach Scripture, when we approach talking about Jesus, we don't do it alone either. We do it in the fellowship of other believers who also ought to be talking about Jesus? You are here at a time of promises fulfilled. Just as Katie had read earlier in, in the service, and as Luke records Peter quoting, the prophet Joel had predicted a time when God's Spirit would be poured out on all flesh, on God's people. Now, sparing you the, the history and the background of how God's, the Holy Spirit shows up in the Old Testament, the short version is the Holy Spirit would show up to empower people to serve God at particular times and in particular ways. But no one would have said that the Holy Spirit is living in them every minute and every hour of every day. Because they were waiting on this moment from Joel. They were waiting on this moment when... God's Spirit would be poured out. And if you pay attention to the Joel passage, God's Spirit is being poured out on unlikely people. If you look at all of the people who are listed in this passage, none of them are the powerful people in any society to tell you the truth, but especially not the society, the Israelite society that Joel was prophesying to. Groucho Marx once said that children should be obscene and not heard. And a lot of times we devalue children. But here it says, your young men will see visions. Many times when people reach retirement age, we kind of shuffle them off to the side. But here it says, your old men will dream dreams. And sometimes if you're in retirement age, sometimes you feel like, you know, maybe God is done with you or, or maybe that there's, there's nothing else that you have to offer. But the Holy Spirit fills and speaks through young and old. It says that the Spirit will be poured out on servants, male and female. Some translations say manservants and maidservants. And that's just a a fancy word for slave. That people who are oppressed will be filled with the Spirit of God and will speak the word of God. And this is where we are, is we're in this moment where the Holy Spirit fills all people who call upon the name of the Lord. And we're at this moment that Joel talks about at the end of this passage, where we we think about the day of the Lord and what we're going to see is that Jesus' arrival, his death and resurrection and ascension begins the day of the Lord. Dawn shot, dawn, the sun comes up on the day of the Lord. And we have this time right now to love and serve Jesus, to prepare the world as, as we can through the name of Jesus and the power of the Holy Spirit and to talk about the and, and to live out and work for the redemption and the renewal of the world in Jesus' name to start setting things right on earth as it is in heaven because at some point Christ will return And those who call upon the name of the Lord will be saved. This is what we're working on right now. This is the moment where we are, where the Holy Spirit lives in each of us for this work. You are here standing on the shoulders of King David. Because Peter draws David into this. David was the exemplary king. And he was the king from whom all other Israelite kings came. And he was the one to whom they would be compared. And what Peter says is, David had a vision for who Jesus would be and what Jesus would do and what the Messiah would accomplish. And that God would not leave the Messiah in the grave to rot. It was not just a statement on the Messiah. It was the statement on the power of God and the power of the resurrection. Because David says that the Holy One would not rot in the grave and because the Holy One would not rot in the grave, God would not leave David amongst the dead. David is awaiting a resurrection because Christ has been resurrected. Christ has been raised from the dead by God and if that's the state that David is in, When we all die, should the Lord not return first, we will be raised with the likes of David and Peter and all of the rest, all of the great saints that we see in Scripture will be raised with us on that last day. And that's good news, but this is where we are a king declaring the king. It puts us in the center of Israel's story, and that matters for this reason. Because Israel of the Old Testament, what we call the Old Testament, was God's people through whom the world was going to be redeemed. The goal of God's people was not to be a great and powerful nation in the worldly sense. You know, a great and powerful nation that could cause knees to, be, to bend in terror at the sheer power or that could influence the world's economy by what was going on in that nation. Because that's too narrow of a scope. The story of Israel was to be the story of how God would redeem the world working out and drawing people in from outside into this people, into this family. David can see this, and David can see that Israel's king is the world's king, which makes Jesus the king of the world. And this is where we are. We are filled with the Holy Spirit because God has now, through Jesus Christ, sent the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit is the power of God. The Holy Spirit is God who lives in each and every one of us. We are not God, but God dwells within us and makes us part of this ongoing story of the, of the renewal and the reconciliation of the world back to God through God's people. That the family just keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger. You are here at an unlikely enthronement. Because Jesus' way to being king of the world was not for him to sit astride, a war horse, conquering cities by the sword. It was not for him to go in with weapons drawn, demanding loyalty. And it wasn't through canisters of tear gas. It was through a cross. All of the violence, hatred, and anger, and pain of the world. Both the empty peace of the Roman Empire and the hollow religion of the Jewish religious leaders of his day focused everything they had on one man. And they put him to death. And that man was Jesus. And they thought by putting him to death, they could silence him, they could get rid of him, just like they did all the others. But they didn't realize what David realized. They didn't realize what Moses realized. They didn't realize what Abraham realized. Was that... through Jesus, through the Messiah, through the one who was to come, he would overcome all of the evil in the world and put it away and defeat it forever. And here we see Jesus' enthronement not just through his crucifixion, not just through the validation of God raising him from the dead, and not just through the ascension, but that now the power of God is working its way out into the world through Jesus Christ by the power of the Holy Spirit. And as Peter concludes his message we finally start to get the full picture we see what the holy who the holy spirit is and what the holy spirit is supposed to do because we hear david's testimony about jesus rising from the grave from people who watched it happen and who knew Jesus after the resurrection and who had watched Jesus ascend and who had been first filled with that power of the Holy Spirit. And this is where we are. This is the you are here sticker on God's people right now. And just like the people who are listening, we have to decide what we're going to do from here. Because there were the scoffers, and the scoffers continued to scoff. There were the people who undoubtedly kind of said, "Hmm, okay, and walked away. We don't hear about those people. But I know what the human attention span is like. And I know that there are people who probably did not sit through Peter's message or stand through Peter's message, as it were. But we also have these fishermen. And we forget that, right? We forget that, that the people who proclaimed Jesus' message first were as unlikely people as we are. A lot of them were fishermen There's a tax collector, a guy called a zealot who thought that the the kingdom of God was going to be inaugurated by a military takeover. Jesus' disciples were a mixed bunch, but now they stand proclaiming the good news of Christ that through Jesus' death, resurrection, ascension, and through the sending of the Holy Spirit that God is creating and has created a new people to reconcile the world back to Jesus. And if we follow along with these fishermen, we will become part of this unlikely people because we are all here today, listening today, as unlikely people. We could all make a list, and some of us are more painfully aware than others, of the things that ought to disqualify us from being used by God, or from being part of God's people, or even things that disqualify us, we think, from going within a city block of God's kingdom. But yet, we see this sticker that says, you are here. And by calling on the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, By following the ways of Jesus, we become part of a family and we become part of the unlikely people of God.
1: What a beautiful name it is the name of Jesus Christ, my King. What a beautiful name it is! Nothing compares to this. What a beautiful name it is, the name of Jesus. You didn't want heaven without us, so Jesus, you brought heaven. sin was great, your love was greater. What could separate us now? What a wonderful name it is. What a wonderful name it is. The name of Jesus Christ, my King. What a wonderful name it is. Nothing compares to this. What a wonderful name it is. Wonderful name it is, the name of Jesus. Death could not hold you, the veil tore before you, you silenced.
0: Let's pray together. Grant, O oh God, that your holy and life-giving Spirit may so move every human heart, and especially the hearts of the people of this land, that barriers which divide us may crumble, suspicions disappear, and hatreds cease, that our divisions being healed We may live in justice and peace through Jesus Christ our Lord, who with you and the Holy Spirit lives and reigns, one God, now and forever. Amen. That prayer is the prayer that we've used each day this past week on uh, our Facebook and Instagram channels. Uh, you can find it at facebook.com slash onebaptistchurchoc or Instagram username onebaptistchurchoc. Um, every Tuesday through Sunday, uh, we have a video where uh, scripture is read and we have a prayer. And so if you're, uh, if you're interested in that, you don't have to have a Facebook or Instagram account. You can just kind of go on and look and there it is. We are thankful that you have worshiped with us this morning. We hope and pray that the power of the Holy Spirit has guided you and moved you closer into the presence of Jesus Christ who loves us. God loves you. God isn't distant from you or far from you. God's only attitude towards you is love, not judgment or hate or loathing, but love And God likes you. And how do we know that? We know that because of Jesus. And that's the Jesus that we hope you met today. We'd like to thank our Director of Worship and Youth, Melissa Mellinger, for the music today. We'd like to thank Jim Leatherman, our church moderator, for praying for us today. We'd like to thank Katie Witham for reading scripture today. We'd like to thank our audio engineers, Gary and Doreen Hunley, for their faithful service um, that so often goes unnoticed until something goes wrong, so we want to make sure that we thank them when everything's going right. And we want to thank you for worshiping with us, uh, even in this weirdo time, and remember to love God, love your neighbor, and wash your hands. Amen.